Hey, you guys, welcome back to Black Canvas. This is episode 20 of season two, and we're going to talk about anxiety in relationships. How many of you guys are afraid to be in a serious relationship? Or how many of you develop unhealthy levels of distrust, jealousy, or even anxiety in relationships? Um, If any of you guys see yourself in either of those two questions, we're going to talk about ways that we can work and overcome anxiety, but also discuss what are some things that may cause anxiety in relationships that we have. And I want to first start off by talking about the first point that really can cause anxiety in relationships. And it goes back to the more that we value other people, the more we stand to lose. And this is so important when we think of valuing others and kind of losing sight of ourselves. Um, Sometimes we can put other people's needs and wants ahead of ourselves and we can feel scared of maybe even being hurt. So some of you guys may just get to that place of saying that it's my duty to kind of value other people and lose sight of yourself. It can also be a huge form of maybe codependency or enabling that maybe you've witnessed or seen in your childhood or experiences with family. Or for some people, it can just be that comfort zone that I feel better when I can actually do something for other or feel valued. And then I just don't even think about myself. I'm more of like an afterthought instead of actually being the number one person in my life. And I do believe it's very important for us to get to that place. And it's vital that we actually start to talk about value systems. And what are some values that we actually have for ourselves individually? For many of us, it can be your spirituality. It can be money. It can be time. And we talk about time. We talk about quality time. Um, For others, it can maybe even be respect or it can be loyalty. Um, There's thousands of values out there that people can have or maybe had in the past and currently don't have. But it's important to know that when we value ourselves and we don't put others ahead of our needs, that we actually can find a better understanding for who we are. But also, it's not a lose-win. It's just a win-win because we can actually get to that place of knowing that I am a good person. I deserve love and respect. But also knowing that people will want to gravitate towards someone who's confident in who they are and actually has learned to accept who they are in that moment. Another key point for anxiety that I've seen in relationships is that some people have a fear of intimacy. And when we talk about the word intimacy, we have to be very careful to understand what intimacy means to different people. Um, A lot of time you hear someone say intimacy and they immediately go to sex. And that's not the case. Um, Intimacy can be being in an intimate moment or a place with someone. And it doesn't have to require any type of touching feeling. It can just be that I'm there with this person and we're able to kind of share who we are And I feel like even comfortable in an intimate setting. It can be meetings for any of you guys who are in recovery. That can be definitely an intimate setting, discussing a lot of your fears or if you've had a relapse or a lapse in judgment to be able to share it with a group of people that you know can definitely be an intimate setting. It can be around the table with your kids and with your wife or with your husband or with family members. That can definitely be an intimate moment. And even on the job, you can have intimate one-on-one sessions or talks with people who you work with. And that can definitely be a huge fear for some people if they've been used to maybe sharing themselves openly and being judged or maybe not being able to be given an opportunity to share um, can definitely cause a fear of intimacy. And I always like to talk about your inner voice and what our inner voice tells us, because there are a lot of people who do believe they're ugly or they're not important or they're not good enough or they can't trust themselves. And a lot of time the inner voice can cause 
a lot of people to turn against themselves. The best example we can use is let's say that you're in a relationship and your partner is maybe running late. Maybe they've been running late the last couple of nights. And a lot of times people go immediately to the inner voice saying, what is he or she doing? Or they start to say, that person doesn't love me anymore. They're not showing me any attention or time. Or what have I done wrong to that person to cause them to act this way? And a lot of times when we start getting to that place and not actually asking someone what's going on and we start assuming, we get to that place of the inner voice taking control and our inner voice can be positive or negative. But for many of us, and I know my own self, when we have a negative inner voice that's telling us something bad, then you allow yourself to be caught into that whirlwind and it can easily increase anxiety, anger or frustration. And anger comes from two places. It comes from fear and it comes from pain. So if you've had fears of things in the past or a lot of pain associated with that fear, um, it can definitely cause anger outbursts and rage. And we have to be careful to know what we're saying, why we're saying it, and also being aware of what we allow into our lives. Because when that negative inner voice starts to take over, it can easily increase, as we talked about, a lot of fears that we need to work through. Another key point that can cause anxiety for many people um, that you'll start to see is just having just worrying about relationships or I like to call it self-fulfilling prophecy that many of us can conjure up in our minds and it creates what we call a distorted view of thinking. I know I've mentioned in previous podcasts about cognitive distortions and negative thoughts, but many times we can have that self-fulfilling prophecy that we, we just create in our own minds. That I am, as I said earlier, worthless or not a good person or making a bad choice. And we have to be aware of that, those perceptions that we have, because it can lead us down a deserted and a destructive road. And that road can lead us to misery, which I know none of us really want to have. But how often can go back in your mind? Think of when I've said something negative, I started to perceive something a certain way that I felt lonely or felt isolative. And that's something to be aware of with people who struggle with depression, because if I feel terrorized by my own thoughts and I force myself into the isolative behavior that we all know there's many solutions that can happen, especially if I don't have someone I can come to or talk to about those issues. So I always like to share that if you start to feel alone or feel depressed or feel isolative or feel angry or suicidal, that you need to reach out to hotlines to call people or friends and just talk to if you're in a relationship, talk to that person that may or may not be making you and your mind feel that way and let them know that this is a, a big fear. It goes back to the emotional check ins, checking in with yourself checking in with others and knowing that the more I can share and talk, that the easier I can actually understand more parts of myself to get better. Um, some of us at times have maybe been clingy at times or felt, you know, pretty desperate to be in friendships or relationships and that can increase anxiety or depression. And for others, you might even be emotionally detached from situations where you just try not to even emotionally invest in situations um, due to the fact that you convince yourself, hey, I'm going to be OK. I'm OK whether if I have someone or not. I always say when we have ourselves and we know who we are and can work through those parts of ourselves, even at our lowest moments, then we will be OK. But being OK means that I have to be in touch with the feelings attached to the word OK. Um, I always say when someone says, I'm fine, I'm okay, that's not a feeling word. It's important for us to know what our feelings are, but knowing that okay can sometimes mean being content. Or maybe being okay means that I know I have a level of anxiety, but it's not crippling 
or debilitating is something that I know I can work through and I can overcome that anxiety in a positive way. Now, some reasons that sometimes we have a hard time overcoming anxiety is we can feel what um, people have rejected us or a lot of times we're withholding the truth. There's a lot of things that we withhold um, for different purposes or for some of us, we retreat and run away to get away from situations or we may control things. We want things to be in a certain way. And if I can control the narrative, then I can control how I feel. But we need to start to look from within. And when looking from within means developing a sense of our own discovery, meaning that your past doesn't have to actually necessarily mean it has to be great. It has to be horrible or awful. But I believe your past can definitely become your teacher and it teaches you the elements you need to create a positive present. So when I think of being in the present, it goes back to my favorite books on the present by Spencer Johnson. If you guys have never read it, I do suggest reading it. But it goes back to life being more than just a gift. Um, And when we think of presents, we think of gifts. But many of us have gifts and we have abilities. And it's important for us to turn to those positive presents and understand what we have and what we're using in order to move forward in a positive light. And the last thing I want to share with you guys, um, I heard this quote about maybe a few months ago, and I wanted to share it with you guys, and I thought it'd be really helpful. Um, but it's, it was said by an unknown author, but it was said that I am not a product of my circumstances. I am a product of my decisions. And I do believe that that we've all gone through different circumstances and trials and tribulations and struggles, but that we can become a product of our decisions. And when we can decide to find ourselves and to have happiness from within, then we can hopefully learn to reduce anxiety in relationships, whether intimate or if it's family or friend types of relationships, or just learn to develop a relationship with ourselves and know that if I distrust myself or if I say negative things to myself, I'm choosing to allow that narrative to affect me. But when I can actually say positive mantras and smile and share and be open and honest with where I am in today's world, then I have a better chance at choosing success. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast today on anxiety in relationships. And if you guys are still struggling with anxiety, it's important to journal, to tell people how you feel, to do deep breathing exercises, and to be mindful of what we're feeling and being able to trust our own judgment. I hope you guys continue to have a great rest of your week and let's embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. Thank you.